dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is Ludacris. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. You Can't Make This Up Podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Episode 133. Now, before we get into <laughs> the pod topics and everything like that, I want everybody that's listening to this pod right now to understand the dedication me and this brother have to this here podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah. We got a little blizzard going on. A little, little, little something like that. And, uh, you know, we got listeners that live in, I don't know, uh, Denver, Colorado. We got a couple people listening in Houston. We got people listening in Las Vegas. You know, the more to the story is a lot of these cities that people listen to us in, it don't snow there. So they don't have to deal with this madness anymore. Yeah, right. I'm talking to my brother who lives in Las yeah. Vegas right now. He yeah, deal with I recognize the shout outs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Knuckle up. Knuckle if you buck. But uh, we, we dedicated to this pod. We came in on a snowy Sunday morning. And before we got to anything involving the pod, we had to save our guest. Because she got stuck. And we had not like save her like, oh, she needed a little help. She was like about to die. <laughs> she needed a lot of help. Yeah. Hot 1029's on Sharna. What's good? Yeah. How y'all doing? Thanks for, you know, coming to my rescue. <laughs> oh, you know, Kevin. Kev get me stuck. Kevin and Kev are always here. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Kev's to the rescue as always. So we're going to put the uh, audio of the rescue on the end of the podcast. And it is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. We might have to get that video up on the uh, IG page. Too, yeah, bro. yeah in that that's, that's, that's definitely like. gonna get cut up in uh, just the part where the two horns beep. Is, uh, yeah, that's listen five, for the listen for the five car pile uh, pile up. <laughs> listen for the Q and A, the the call and response that just happened on this video. So. It's great. It's great. It's one of them. <laughs> and the response like <laughs> yikes. But, bro, yeah. we're having this pod, and it's probably going to be all about what everybody's been talking about for, like, basically the last week and a half, man. man. The R. Kelly docuseries, Surviving R. Kelly. But I didn't feel that it was right for two men to be talking about uh, this situation. Yeah. So it was only right to have a female's perspective of the whole R. Kelly situation on the pod today. So uh, let's get into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a man, but I got three daughters, so my testosterone level is probably a little lower than yours, <laughs> unfortunately. But we got to get into it. I actually, I, I'm catching up to it because okay. I spent last weekend in Louisville. Mm-hmm. So I think that was part four, five, six, somewhere in that range. How many How many did you see? I, I saw four, and then I saw some of that while I was there. So okay. I, I've seen all six, just not sat down and okay. tentatively gave my paragraph or two on Facebook after. <laughs> you know, I just because everybody got an yeah, opinion. Everybody spoke. That, that's what makes you. That's the part about social media that kind of connects us in that way. Is you know a story like Elvis having a fourteen year old, it 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 gets out. Right. But it don't get out that fast, that immediate. All your friends is posting about it, your circle, and it's just to the point where you got to get, you know, what are they talking about? Right. So, Let's it, rewind a little yeah. bit. I ask both of y'all, what's your first R. Kelly memory? Uh, I let the young lady go. Uh, his 12th play album. 
that's my first memory of him. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Kev? Um, I really would say when he started rock messing with Aaliyah, that was kind of like the, you know, you know, it was kind of like, <laughs> how, how, old are, how old is he? How old is she? You know, kind of thing. That was probably, you know, mid-90s. Right, right, so. right. My first memory of R. Kelly is off the Menace to Society soundtrack, uh, Honey Love. That's like the first time I ever heard R. Kelly in the public announcement or whatever. I was like, oh, that's a cool song. But, you know, I'm a kid, so I don't know all the yeah. rappings around. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of years, and then that's when the whole Aaliyah situation mm-hmm. starts going around. I think there's no question that uh, the man is talented, but... Definitely has some issues, man. So on the first part of the docuseries, I think they went, um, I think they did a great job on the docuseries. Yeah. Uh, first off, um, you know, they, they didn't try to play him like he wasn't talented. They didn't try to play him like he didn't have tons and tons of hits. But, you know, I think the first thing about the docuseries that stands out to me is the amount of people that he affected positively and negatively. Yeah. That, that. That was shocking because a lot of these, well, we'll call them allegations, but y'all know what this, you know, there's, there's proof in the pudding. But a lot, a lot of this, to me, felt like a lot of adults failed a lot of young people along the way. You know, it was, it was people that were, quote unquote, trying to get their career going or you meet a celeb. We've all sat back and said, I, well, I know the guys, I, sm- I smash Holly Berry if I had the chance. <laughs> I, I smash so-and-so. So I'm sure that's a part of when you meeting somebody, your hormones is at that age, you going crazy. You know, he preyed on that. And, and it's, it's especially a, a, a guy that got daughters, man, the, I'm struggling with, I'm struggling with, the music I grew up to be a part of my life that is that is cemented in my upbringing, but is written from a place that shouldn't be. You know, it shouldn't be a part of my life because it's a uh, it's ugly. But I, I I just struggle with it, man. I struggle with I struggle with the whole with everything that happened, man. Just a lot of a lot of young people got destroyed off of uh, the dream, you know. I also feel that a lot of adults uh, fail these kids, the managers, their parents. Um, I don't know how I feel right now. I think I'm still like on R. Kelly's side. Really? He has a problem. We know that. He should have got help. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm on R. Kelly's side. Really? Why? Because the parents, where were the parents at? I was I hear that a lot, and my rebuttal to that is I remember when I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hard for me to do what I wanted to do. Really, it really wasn't. Take a couple know, hours and get to something. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really was. Especially you're in high school, from basically seven a.m. to seven p.m. You're not a you're not in your parents' supervision. There's there's a twelve hour gap. You you're at school. Then you maybe have an after-school activity. Maybe you play a sport. Maybe you're in. Uh, maybe you do choir. Uh, I'm about to go play basketball here, there, blah, blah, blah. Then I'm gonna come home. So there's a long time post-school. So say school is out at three o'clock. There's a four-hour window where anything can happen. Anything in, in the world can happen. Yes, where are the parents when things start going awry? For sure. But I don't. I don't think that. 
we always remember like the crazy things that we did. Like, oh man, I got away with that. I got away with that. Or, oh man, I remember my mom busting me on that one. But shit, she never found out about that time. I went all the way to Columbus for two whole days, and I told her I was at my cousin's house. She ain't know that <laughs> right. because this was in the era that we didn't have these like yeah, that. Yeah, we, there's no FaceTime. There, this this is like like really the era of pagers. Yeah, yeah. Pound nine one one, hit me up. And, and caller ID was was not everywhere. It was yeah, it was. Uh, you could call from ten buck two and be like, yeah, I'm down the street. I'll be home in twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. But Kev, this went on for years. So you mean to tell me no parents <clears throat> knew anything or just even thought like, where is my child? Like in their behavior. I mean, they was exposed to so much at that young age, and you just don't. The parents just didn't see it, a change in there. A lot of, uh, I, 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 I hear that also. I hear a lot of parents, like, let, let's not perp, like, he's not finding specific girls. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. looking for these girls that come in from maybe a broken home, have low self-esteem, uh, come from a single parent's household. Like, oh, yeah, I just live with my mom. Or like the one girl, Lisa Van Allen, who was adopted in her uh her grandmother passed away and her mom was flying back and forth to deal with uh, her grandmother's funeral services and everything like that. Like that's a prime opportunity while the parent is off in their world there. There's a prime opportunity for him to pounce and pray. Like I, I think like the parents, obviously you need more involvement, but I think it's a little bit more complex than, well, where were the parents? The parents can stop this. Like, one, you have a teenage boy. Yes. You know, once a, a kid has something set in their mind, they're going to pound their flesh. They're going to go. They're going to pound it until they get it. Right. But, I just I think I think it's just kind of like the easy way. out. I think that I think that deters it from the actual person that's responsible for this. Yeah. The, the parents have accountability for their kids, especially later on. Like, I think like earlier on, like. The I don't know maybe up I don't want to put a timetable on it but like the early part before I guess everything before the tape mm-hmm. I think everything before the tape I really don't put the parents like oh man y'all should have known better but everything post tape then I'm saying the parents y'all failed your kids okay what about Sparkles her niece her niece that's he was, a, that's he was a, always at the games I'm pretty sure her parents were there too so you mean to tell me that they didn't know anything. This grown man coming to the games, hanging out with your daughter, taking pictures with her and her best friend. You don't see this. You don't see this as a problem. She would even be at the studio before her aunt was there. That is so the, horrible. So somebody had to drop her off. You see, at 14 years old, mm-hmm. but she I mean, didn't walk. I mean, like, Kells ain't doing this by himself. Yeah, that's the part that, that sticks with me is, as much as all that's happening, and I agree with both sides, like that, that's why I'm kind of like, I'm still kind of taking all this in because I haven't watched it. I didn't sit back and just gut through it. My wife did, and she spent the next 12 hours on Facebook. You know, like <laughs> it was going in. But I, these these kids, like you say, they are looking at it from a dude. We, we can't forget he was putting out some of the gems of our lives. Yeah. And, you know, Space Jam uh, soundtracks and, you know, I believe I can fly out, whatever. All those things was happening musically. So these people are seeing it from a side of maybe he can change my life, help me with my dream. Chasing that dream. 
But on the and then, like you say, that was kind of a time and space where you know, um, technology. I, it wasn't it wasn't readily available for me to be like you know, oh, this is getting crazy. Let me chime my way out. They it, from what it seemed, from what I saw, everything as far as freedoms was taken away from a lot of these people. Yeah, you know, right. they they spent days in hotels waiting to be for their quote unquote number to be called to have some interaction with them, or you know, it was just it was that ugly so it's it, it to me it, it's the adults in his circle even like the the teachers that would see him coming to the high schools yeah. i mean like you you're letting this quote-unquote you know celebrity kind of roam as he pleases but he's also you're seeing him with packs of young ladies or you know that be the attraction or that be the center of the attention and you know that's where i struggle with you know the the adults that allowed it to kind of like, you know, somebody had to hook it up to get her in the room. Somebody had to hook it up to get her here or there or them, whatever was going on. So it's it's just a lot of people that overlooked some of the some of the negative because it might have affected them financially financially in their life you know so it's it's just ugly man. yeah ugly. like i said i don't obviously he's not doing it by himself and the back to the whole sparkle and her niece um her father plays what the drums or guitar yeah. on a lot of r kelly records to this day so it 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 to to me it seems like he's selling his daughter out for money yeah people are uh unfortunately it started out as this could help us to the point where and then again you gotta look at that too i was nasty at 15 i just didn't know how maybe how to express it but some people are just freaks and nasty and are kind of drawn into some of these things. And then it turned into, you know, it's a problem. It, yes, it's a problem. But some people are okay with that problem. They are into that stuff. So a lot of these people, not saying they were, but some of these people, you know, got forced into that birth per, per, instead of maybe like, you know, openly coming to it. But at that age, like you say, somebody had to be moving these people around. Yeah, Somebody had to be. You know, making sure, you know, we don't, you know, we don't leave her here till she clear her head for a couple of days because this was just pretty terrible what we did. You know what I'm saying? It was just a lot of. I don't think that thought ever entered their minds, man. Uh, yeah. I don't probably, think the thought right. of, oh, man, we doing something wrong here or to these people and to these girls. I don't think that ever crossed these people's mind. I think it just crossed the mind as R. Kelly wants this. I want to keep getting my check. Yeah. I got a family to feed. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what the boss man says. Okay, Kev. R. Kelly was forced in, into this also. Yeah. Being molested. Yeah. True, true. So how do we know where R. Kelly's mind was? You know, he can't read. He can't write. How do we know that he doesn't suffer some, from some type right. of, like, being autistic or some type of mental problem? How and do we know this? That's the side of it that I'm struggling with because. What if he didn't grasp, like, what if he didn't yeah. understand what he was doing was wrong? Yeah. Oh, he knows. Maybe he knows now, but. When he was at the time, he was doing this. Do you think that he knew? I, I'm Besides say, people yeah. telling him, I'm gonna say he knows right from wrong. I'm gonna say he knows right from uh right from wrong when you're forging documents to say somebody's 18 when they're 15. His manager did that, right? Yeah. And so it wasn't him. So I'm sure yeah, he was told. I'm sure that was a conversation. But how do we know that he really picked up on what they were saying? Like, how do we know that he? fully understood yeah how well, do you know this that's like saying like a person that that has 
yeah, that's saying a person that has a mental problem, because obviously this dude has a problem, can't we should just forgive them. Oh man, well he got a problem. That's just chaos being no. chaos. Oh, oh well. I do think that he should be he needs to be helped. I don't think prison is the place for him. I think that he needs to sit down and actually talk to someone. I think he does be, need to be locked away, but it doesn't need to be in a prison. Mm, he need to be underneath the jail <laughs> in my book. It's, like, this is, like, this has been going on in, for over 30 years. Yeah. Another another side of it, too, that I think people haven't maybe talked about in the masses is that you know, it was a. I lost a lot of ass in high school to the OG pulling up at twenty four. <laughs> big fact. Picking up the high school girl, like it was happening. Like that, people don't want to maybe admit to that, but big facts. You know, you finished high school. You knew a couple cats that finished before you that was still pulling up at two thirty, getting their spot in the parking lot to try to secure the bag. Okay, you Kev. Know? I'm sorry to cut you off, but you these fine? these women knew right from wrong too. These girls at these high schools because yeah. I wasn't interested in those guys pulling up to the high school. Yeah. I seen them with the rims, the music, and things like that. I didn't want them. Right. That's what I'm so saying. people Some in people... my age group, you they knew right from wrong too. They knew that this guy was too old. They were too old for them. Yeah. But they still did it. Exactly. But isn't the adult supposed to be the responsible one? A child yeah. is a child isn't going to make good decisions. I know I made terrible decisions. I was just talking to my homeboys about what what's the latest time you ever came home without checking in with, with your parents. I was like, man, I came home at 7 in the morning one time without calling or even thinking about calling <laughs> my moms. And it's like, yo, that's not no not no coming home late. That's a bona fide sleepover. You <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's and that's what that's what teenagers do. And they have teenagers now, and it's like, yeah, it's starting to happen now. Little man talking back a little bit, uh, you know, uh curfew supposed to be in the house at seven, he coming in at eight o'clock. It's like, yep, it, it's happening. And then I know I know this is what's gonna happen. This is this is what happened when hormones start to happen to Boys and girls. It's not just boys that have hormones. It's girls that have hormones too. Yeah. And it's it's not. It's up to adults to be responsible and tell kids like you go. You're moving too fast, and it's not up to an adult to be like, oh yeah, she's moving too fast. Let me attack. Let me take advantage of the situation. That's 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 just not right. Yeah. At all. At all. I want I gotta ask a question before I forget it because I will forget. <laughs> um, coming from the DJ world, I've seen all the uh, mute R. Kelly uh, post and uh, deleting music, and I wanted to hear y'all opinions on does all that music <laughs> get nixed because of the person that made it? Maybe intentions or or pretty much proven intentions, or is that something that we can keep? Because of you the time, you the, time the time and place. <laughs> well, see, okay, this is okay. I will, I will. I was at the taste this weekend, and um, things are going well. The lady that booked me asked me to stay a couple more hours, cash me out some more. I'm like, hey, okay, I'm here. There I'm it here. Is. So I'm I'm playing all this uh, early or early 2000, late 90s music, going through stuff. And I'm seeing stuff that I would normally like to squeeze in during these times, but it might have been either featuring R. Kelly or mm. starring R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. And it was like, so I asked these ladies that were sitting beside me. I'm like, all this that's going on right now, everybody's rocking. Y'all don't want to hear nothing R just because of that. Like it's, I get it's a hot topic, so it's gonna be a little more opinion now than maybe mm -hmm. summertime or next year. Yes, but 
you know, it was it was even a mixed review at the table. You know, most of them was like, don't play no R. Kelly. Don't do that. And the other girl was like, why? It's just, you know, so it's like it's been a debate. And I'm stuck because I personally, you know, that's a that's a, a big meat of my R&B pile mm-hmm. is R. Kelly. I think I sent you a video. I mean, it was a minute long video of me scrolling through my library of songs that had the name R. Kelly with it. You know, so it's a lot of stuff out there. And I just want to know. From the from from the consumer side that was coming to maybe hear a DJ, would you be upset if you heard the R. Kelly tracks moving forward? I wouldn't be upset. I would be like, mm, but this is a hit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From a radio perspective, you know, it's a lot easier now than it was, say, in 2002. Yeah. Because he's not putting out hit records right now. Right. And so since they don't have no hit records, it's easy. But all right, delete it. It's nothing. But before. When it, when people were making money off of yeah. his music, get building ratings off of his music, it wasn't happening. Yeah, because because this movement has been going on for a minute. People have been speaking out against R. Kelly for a minute, but it's now it's not a, he's not as popular with even uh, like the younger demographic. Now for Faith on WRU, it may be a little bit harder because he still has a couple songs that come out that like you know. It was still like happy people and yeah. step in the name of love yeah. songs that are like a state current in her rotation. Because that's about those are staples at yeah. most of my weddings or right, most right, of my right. you know family before, reunions. Before High One Two Nine, like we don't play that on on a regular. We don't play that. We play it in the noon throwback or something like that. So for us to just be like, all right, we're gonna delete all fifteen songs we had in our R. Kelly archive. It's really nothing because yeah. it's not part of our regular rotation. Yeah, that was so, some New Year's music. Yeah, so it's not <laughs> it, it's not a big deal. Now, but if he was still making money for job records and producing hit records that people demanded to hear, then then that's where the rubber meets the road. That's yeah. when it's a real tough call. Because to, to be totally honest, it's not a tough call now because we don't play it like that anyway. Yeah, play maybe one R. Kelly song a week. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I really wasn't a big call because I saw a video with uh, D. Ray Davis. I think he was up in Cleveland with Steph Floss. And uh, he was singing some R. Kelly, you know, like being being funny, being mm-hmm. a comedian. But Andy from the shy. But it was but it was being played in the club, and you know, it just it, since it's so recent, you know, me and the wife got into it about this because I personally defended the music from the sense of that's not the place it takes me when I hear these songs. You know, I, I went at that angle because some of these songs, you know, was the first time I. Uh, Turn the lights down low. You know, <laughs> some some of these songs might have been, uh, you know, honey love. Like some of the, some of those some of those jams mean more to me personally, or put me in a time and space, not connecting it with nothing of how it was created. Nostalgia and memories, all motherfucker, man. We hold on to them. Yeah. We need them. We need them to to like. Oh man, remember that time? And you can. Reminisce with your boys about this. You can reminisce. Tell your kids like, now nah, this is real music. Right. You know what I'm saying? Stuff right. like that. What about you, Sharna? You still, yeah. I'm still you got going, that Arkells yes, on the playlist? Still, <laughs> he's not on my playlist. <laughs> but I'm not gonna stop listening to him. Songs that, like Ignition and Filling on Your Booty and, <laughs> and I can remember singing, Hey, Mr. Yeah. When I when I was young though, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm gonna continue. This is just a of the moment thing. A year from now. Yeah. Something else happens. They gonna forget all about. That was my R. exact Kelly. verbiage to my wife. I they said, "They still gonna step in the name of love." Yep. They. <laughs> I said, 
it, I said we we can revisit this once the world has three to five more big things happen. Facts. You know, once something takes everyone's attention to this terrible tragedy that's going to happen because they're happening every day, or this terrible, you know, whatever. It's going to take a couple of those to remove some people from the R. Kelly being, you know, in box number one right now in their mind. So I am like holding on to the music like, oh, I'll get this off at the reunion. I ain't tripping. You know, a couple of years from now, everything will be cool. But she wanted me to kind of like, you know, we had to have the debate about it, you know, about the about the about the people or, or what these songs represent. And I'm like, well, they represent to a certain people. An emotion that is terrible. I get mm-hmm. it. But for others, you know, that might not look at it that way. Everybody don't think on the same, you know, same page. So there has to be. I, I would hope that we can hold on to it in the fact because I hate that it's not everybody's not included. You know, and I say that in the sense of there were people in our entertainment world that preyed on young women. Yes. Diddy was 24 when Justin Combs was born to the the mother, I believe, was 16. 17, I believe. So she was a youngin. Yeah. He was an adult, you know. Yeah. Now, I've always struggled with the being 18, 19 years old and having a 16, 17-year-old girlfriend. Like, that to me is like y'all kind of growing up together. You know, I that agree. can be talked about. I, I agree with him. But when when it gets to the, you know, you removed a whole four, like, you know, a whole high school worth of people you were mm-hmm. removed from, you know, that's when it's like, come on. So we have that. We have Elvis. We have other people that kind of have preyed on young women, maybe not in the extent of R. Kelly or not in the, you know, multitude, but it still was adults messing with teenagers. So. No one's talking bad about Diddy. I, I think it goes to the uh, aspect of you can take it back to World War One. When soldiers come home from World War One, not only were families grooming their young daughters to get them uh, a soldier, a, a, a soldier, <laughs> <laughs> so get get a, a husband, but a military man, so. The military man can take care of their daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and back Happens in those days, back in those days, that wasn't frowned upon like that. Yeah. And as society grows and society learns and society understands the development of a human brain that says, yeah, it's pretty weird for a 28 year old to be married to a 16 year old. Yeah. That's just a development of society. I think. The bigger thing about the Kale situation is the manipulation. And then later it goes into like the sex cult thing. Like I think that's I think that's where it 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 strays from like, all right, that's weird. That's a that's a big age gap to be trying to holler at a girl to whoa, this is gone totally left. Yeah. Like I think that it's just like such a swing of swing of the pendulum of Everything like the like you're correct like you know Elvis freaking there's uh um we're just talking about this uh there's several people yeah. that have been involved with teenage girls that were grown men you know what I'm saying the Beatles yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying like but I mean I I think that's like one of those things that that people do to try to defend the person that they like yeah like. People our age ain't rocking to the Beatles. It's like we're just not. Right. So what we do when somebody brings it to the attention that the Beatles was messing with seventeen year old girls when they came 
from the UK to the United States. Like, well, y'all wasn't saying nothing about the Beatles. Well, you don't know nothing about the Beatles. And that's and, that right. time and space was. And it's a, a time and space. Right. It's a time and space in 1955. It's not the same in, yeah. as 1995. So compare, we, we don't, we can't compare, but Hugh Hefner had a plethora of young bitches in the crib. It's yep. lit. For decades. <laughs> decades. So I mean, I'm not defending it in the sense of. I'm looking for one to be right and one to be wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm defending it from the side of a lot of people do a lot of nasty things or, right. or undercover things until everybody know about it. Now right. it's a problem. So, I mean, right. it's just, it just, this will, you know, kind of plateau, mellow out, smooth over right. to, in the sense of, you know, maybe we can get back to it's okay to listen to Honey Love, and it's okay to listen to I think you know, it's going to come, come a situation where people are going to be like, all right, we're going to be able to pick and choose what songs we of Kale's we going to listen to. Yeah, I think it's going to come to a, like an unspoken agreement. Like we going <laughs> we going we can step in the name of love, we can be happy people, but we not going to be aging the number. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going to be on uh, sex me like we're not going to be on the. <laughs> Extra shit. We gonna be on the. We it gonna be on the on believe I can fly. Because if they got a little freak in them, they gonna want them songs. You know, if, if they ain't if spiritual, doing, they ain't gonna be trying to fly. They, you know, it all depends on the person. Yeah, if I'm doing aces at one thirty on Saturday and you, I want to dig into, and you want somebody want to go home with somebody at night, you gonna turn it up a little bit. You ain't about to be right. playing. I believe I can fly. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Fly, fly. So out of, out of all six parts, what was uh something that stood out to you that that really 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 like got you you know is the thumbnail of the mind clip for you? I mean, it's hard for me not to say the Aaliyah thing, mm-hmm. you know, because I obviously grew up in that time and space, just like every kid and had a crush on Aaliyah, and I remember a lot of these interviews. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's the thing that that dressing alike on the couch. Yeah, like, but but <laughs> see, that's the thing about it. Like as an adult. Yeah, that's pretty weird. But as a kid, I didn't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it that way. It it was like, all right, we don't know exactly how old she is. Because my brother brought up a good point. When we were receiving information and news then, it was all from the MTV, BET, mm-hmm. Word Up magazine. Yeah. Right. Source and Word Up came out every month. So if I got the January issue of Word Up magazine... And I'm reading it in February. That's old news. Yeah, right. But today we get information right here, yeah. right on the spot. We get updates minute by minute. And so it's not the same. We're not consuming information the same. Information has changed to the point. I remember where if it wasn't reported, quote unquote, correctly, you shouldn't get it out yet. Yeah. Now it's just like first one to hit enter wins. You yeah, know, yeah. We'll, you we'll figure out. We'll update stories. it later if it's wrong. <laughs> you know, like it's that part of the of if, like you say, you're consuming information. Thousand percent has changed because the, you like we make fun of it now, like them dressing alike. But come on, man, we've been to Kings Island, Cedar Point, Geauga Lake, Kings Dominion, wherever park you go to for grad night, yeah. uh, senior night, whatever you want to call it, and you and your girl dressed alike. Right. Like, 
So there's pictures me, of me at the Fly City for yeah. sure, <laughs> with some matching Air Maxes on. Yeah, the- <laughs> for me at that age, I didn't see anything wrong with it because I didn't know how the girl, how old the girl was. I I didn't even know how old R. Kelly was. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you know what they say, black don't crack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yo, like all right, they're in the music business. These people are famous. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But looking at it as an adult, knowing she was 15, he was 27. They're dressed alike. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Now. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, like we we're putting today's viewpoints on things of the past. Yeah. As consumers, but as a person, you have to understand. You have to know, especially the people that's on his team helping him do these things are horrible people. Yeah. They are horrible. A part that stuck out with me in the series is um, Sparkle. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think she's the one that leaked the tape out. Probably. I think she did it. Um, I don't think that her career was going <laughs> as planned. And I think she wanted to get back at him. Let's talk. I want to talk about that. You, you've seen the tape. No. Never, I have not, never, never seen, seen the, the tape. tape. Good okay. job. I have never seen the you've tape. You've seen the tape. I saw the tape. Okay. Can uh-huh. I ask about the quality of the tape? Could you sit down and say that is R. Kelly? Yes. You could see his face? Yes. So why didn't this stand up in court? If they, if this was actual evidence that you can clearly see this man. Well, it's not going to be picture quality like we have today. So yeah. how did you know it was him? Just by what? I mean. The ball head and the goatee. Ball head, goatee. <laughs> but that could be anybody. Yeah. You, that you, could be you anybody. Are, you are correct. You are correct. So I, I'm going to ask this question again. Do you know for sure that was our Yes. Okay. <laughs> I... I personally, at the time... Do I believe it's chaos? How about that? Yes, yeah. I mm-hmm. believe it's chaos. Okay. At the time, I, I couldn't say without a doubt that it was. But yeah. over time, I think, especially I, even even after this documentary, whatever he called that wood room in the, in the series, mm-hmm. it really resembled some of these shots in that, in that, in that video. So, yes, the quality was, was terrible in the sense of what we have today. But... Camcorder, I think, short. yeah, I think I think most people would would decipher that it was, but not in the court of law. Like I, I think on the couch in the barbershop, man, that's R. Kelly. But and it couldn't hold up in a court of law because the alleged victim in there said it wasn't her. Okay, she said it wasn't her, and since since she said it wasn't her, you don't have a victim speaking out. You just have. The tape. Now that's what most of this is, though. I mean, we have survivor stories now, right? But a lot of this is is people, you know, not speaking out. Not yeah, and, and a lot of people getting paid hush money. Yeah, because when you when you going on tour and you selling millions and millions and millions of albums, especially back then, yeah, in the nineties and the early two thousands, when the only way to consume music was to purchase it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we didn't have streaming. There weren't any illegal downloads. The only way to get this music was to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so he was making money hand over fist. So to throw somebody a hundred thousand dollars to shut up wasn't nothing. Like man, yeah. That's <laughs> that's something that the parents are gonna have to live with forever. Yeah. Like, like yo, you took this hush money as opposed to locking somebody up that did something horrible to your kid. Mm. Multiple people, like multiple, multiple people. parent families, multiple, you know, it's, there has, there's a side of this story that is not being told still. You is know. it R. Kelly's side? Yeah, his yeah, side, yeah. for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But he's his had side. his chances to speak. 
And definitely he, had his chances. The, the thing about R. Kelly that is kind of making me like he he just don't care. It seems like he don't he don't care about none of this. Like he's still kicking it for the birthday. Still people <laughs> in the club screaming his name. You know he's still wrapped around what he know. That's you know? what money and fame do. That's what I'm saying. Like so he's he's not yet. And that's his mental affected. state that I'm telling y'all about. Yeah. He's not all the way there. Mm-hmm. Something is wrong with R. Kelly. Definitely. I don't but know. So, so just because something's wrong with him, what does that mean? That he needs help. He should have got the help that he needed when he was younger. So that that I'm not saying that is right, awesome from but doing I don't know if he things? understands. He fully understands that what he done was wrong. So I that really, absolves him from doing these things? No, no. Cause he he's the person responsible for these things. These things, not not the girl. Yeah, the girls play a, a part. The the people helping him play a part, but the main culprit is Kales. Is Kales is 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 as simple as he did these things, and if and and then when he gets in a chance to speak, like the classic Torrey interview, yeah. He says the dumbest shit imaginable. We talking said, about teens. When you talk about teenage girls, how old? What? Now to so me, so that right there, don't that tell you something no. is wrong with him? Now that's all I'm about to say. Coming Hell from yeah, okay. but just cause, just because something's wrong with you, don't mean you should be able to get away with it. Coming from the mental side, I honestly believe in that moment he was trying to be like, are we talking 17, 18, 19, or are we talking? 13, 14, like, that, that's how he was trying to get that off. That's how I honestly feel. But I, I don't I know. Do no, no, he be, gave this dude a bunny. He gave him a fast break layup. Yes. No, nah, bro. That's all you got to say, even if it's not the truth. You just say, no, nah, man, I don't I'll, mess with don't know, teenagers. 21 and up. How many times you think Even R- if you're lying, just say it. But how many times <laughs> you think R. Kelly has ever said no to something? He, he had to say no too many times in his life, not as an adult. You and, just and, got off. Yeah. That is this beef. That's what I'm saying. The, the mental side of it. He ain't. He's he, not there. He's not Something looking at it. Something is really wrong with like, him mentally. That's the part Some of it. Some type of developmental disability. Something is going on in his mind that's not clicking. He's not normal like you and I would be. And, and don't forget in the doc how, you know, they were, it was said how he was always in the house. He was always on his keyboard. He was always not the outside kid. Like he was. Sound like he was introvert to the fullest, you know. Really, really to himself, but like it, it, it's not giving him the excuse of it's. It's just showing that a, a, he was definitely he has to be in a different space. He do. He couldn't grasp to even read and write. Like people said, they work with him. He just couldn't comprehend it. He just couldn't get it. So how do we know that he he just can't get what you know? Kells, this is wrong. What you doing? This is wrong. You can't do this to these young girls. How do we know that he fully took that in? Like, oh, okay. We just hope he do it because of his age. That's all. That's what's happening. That's what's he should. He looking at his sister like, well, she did it to me. So, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. The sister, allegedly, because. Yeah. The, you know, that's horrible, too. Let's fast forward, though. Let's talk about, because it's not just young girls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He he started messing with the the mid-20 girl from Radio Girl from Mm -hmm. Dallas. Had a couple older women in Atlanta and like had these girls living in a house. Yo, see, that's where I'm at with it. It's it, I can 
you can rationalize it to me, everything prior to the tape. Because everything after the tape, I have a hard time understanding that these parents, these women actually just got wrapped up in this world. Like, yes, he's still in the wrong, but yo, what is going on here? Where's the disconnect? Where? Because there's obviously, you say there's something wrong with Kales, but it's obviously something wrong with these females as well to, to allow themselves to be wrapped up in a situation like this. Yeah, I mean, aside that again, I've, I've harped on this. Aside that, just not talked about is people are nasty. There's, yeah, I got friends that have urinated on multiple women in their life. I have, I have met a few men that are very nasty. Like <laughs> so, even when I was younger, it was like, what? You know what I'm saying? Because I wouldn't introduce it. I wasn't used to that. What did you talk about? There's there's enough people out there that. You know, overlook the fact that you know in that tape all these things happen. They they are just as freaky, just as caught up mentally in whatever problems. But there's a group of people that are into those things. You know, you couldn't. I hate to compare, but if it wasn't a porn subject, you know, you shouldn't. You know, then then I can see. Oh, maybe this is a very, you know, this is different. This is way out there. You know, but there's people that are into it. So people. Get caught up into the the ideal of messing with R. Kelly. They've they've grew grown up to his music. Right. They've, they've fallen in love with the artist, whatever the case may be, the opportunity. But they get themselves initially into it, and then the the stuck part is where you know that's where it, get, it becomes wrong to me. Like you know, holding someone against their will or not allowing someone to contact people. You know, the one lady said her. She came, her phone number was changed, didn't know, like, couldn't contact nobody. Her parents was apparently, like, in the in the area or in town, and she couldn't, the hotel phone couldn't work or something I had saw in yeah, that yeah. regard, where it was just, you know, life sounded, it, it got, it turned into, oh, well, I'm going to keep her, and I'm going to keep her in this cult, and I'm going to keep her locked up. All those things, yes, wrong, but some people... You know, initially might be okay with that, and then once they're not okay with it, you know, that's when it becomes a problem to for for for, for me. Um, they wanted to be there. Yeah, I <laughs> they, mean, the women wanted to be there. You don't think that they couldn't get out if they really wanted to? You think that he was really just R. Kelly? I want to go. I really want to go. You don't think that he would have just opened the door like leave? No, I don't think no. he would have did that. No, not at all. No. Cause, nah. cause I mean, because there's there's women talk about it on there that he was being physically abused as well. I'm saying being hit, being thrown, but that's all the that thing. type of stuff. He had he had to have a crew of people that were supporting his decisions. Yeah, because I think I, I think I think I'm not 100, percent but I think I, I saw on there where it was like, you know, the homeboys, you know, I got my homeboys following you or something to that extent. Where right, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you try to leave, they gonna follow you. It or was one you, girl said. She had the longer hair. She was like a karma complexion that she wanted to be there. And she even told her mother that, that yeah. she wanted to be there. So if she wanted to get out, she could have told her parents like, hey, this, I want to leave now. I think Come it comes back to, the, to, to something that Kev and I probably know something about. Trying to run game on a girl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have game ran on me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, he's running game. And as a... Single, single day, single day, single day, single day, single day. 
game <laughs> game was ran and to try to get, for lack of a better word, get what you wanted from a girl. Yeah. So, Kel's got game. Kel's got money. <laughs> Kel's got fame. And he used that to game these girls. And now, for lack of a better word, they're stuck. Mm-hmm. Because you can talk about how when uh, a woman is married to a man who is, quote unquote, the breadwinner. She's a, a housewife or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying, uh, they're being mentally, emotionally abused. And their friends say, why don't you just leave them? Well, it's not that simple. Because if that person, your husband, is the breadwinner, where are you going to go? Yeah. If, you, if, if the house is in his name, the car is in his name, the the bank account is in his name, everything financially is in one person's name, where are you going to go? But I, think you- it's, I think it's a, a, one of those type of situations. Like, if you're mentally beaten down so much saying, being told something from after actually falling in love with this person, you you dreamt, dreamed about this person growing up as a kid. You meet this person. He gives you everything you want. And then, like a light switch, they change. And then people from the outside expect you just to, boom, be gone. It's it's hard. Yeah. Right. We're all adults. We all been in love. It wouldn't just be like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> You're right. You, you definitely Deuces, right I'm that. out. I'm yeah. sick of this. Because I've not been in that, situations. It's not that easy. Just like... We it's like we say, all right, Kells has a mental problem. Maybe he doesn't know what he's doing wrong. He knows he's running game on these girls. Yeah, he knows how to make a hit record, but oh, he don't know what he's doing. Or it was wrong messing with young girls back in the nineties. Like can't have it both ways is what I think. Yeah, the music that he has that he's gave us is a gift, and everybody has a gift in him. Does it a gift in them? Does it mean that there's nothing wrong mentally with them? We all have a gift. Autistic people, they have a gift. Big you know, they can color, they can draw, and they can cook, but they just can't grab s- certain things. And I think that's R. Kelly. I really do. I'm sorry. I I think it's that toppled onto uh, a whole bunch of wrong in the world's eyes, a whole bunch of, you know, wrong in, you know, maybe him – getting wrapped up in this lifestyle over decades of time. Because like you say, this isn't something that's been happening just for the summer you know, right. Or, right. or a couple years. I mean, this goes back to, obviously, you you would even think that some of this goes back to the very beginning of his fame, before he was famous, you know, some of the things he grew up having to deal with. So I think it's, it's a, I'm already challenged in some departments or struggling mm-hmm. in some departments of life. And then now I only know how to uh, get a hard on to certain things. I only know how to how to get turned on by certain things. That's what I like per se. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I think that on top of the mental creates a problem in the sense of, well, yes, you have some mental issues, but yes, you've done some terrible things that you have to be accounted for too. So that's kind of where I, I agree. So where does this whole situation end? How do you think it ends? Uh, R. Kelly needs to be in some type of facility that's going to help him. I don't think prison is the place for him. I think he needs to talk to somebody. And I think he does need to be away, though. He does. And keep his music. <laughs> <laughs> like, but keep the tunes. Get, these girls need help also. 
For sure. Uh, if their parents are still living, they can come in. They 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 also need help. Yeah. I think um, if you're going to go down the path of, you know, uh, criminalized, putting the criminal things on to R. Kelly, there needs to be a bus full of people yes. all coming yes. off that bus, yes. not just, quote unquote, the face of the organization, not not just R. Kelly, but there has to be a lot of people. Managers, the yes. dancers, everybody that knew, people, yes. A line of people also going down that path because maybe he was the one that organized all the, you know, thoughts and actions and maybe did did a lot of these things himself. But a person that big at that time can't move by themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it has to be uh others in that in that uh, hot seat as well. That's I think it all ends with Kells in jail, but not for these crimes. I think in today's climate where social media and the people demand uh, flesh for a situation. Mm-hmm. I think the government, I think the Chicago police, I think all these parties are going to get involved together to bring him down one way or other. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily believe that he's going to get caught on these charges, but I believe they'll find something. Like, all right, well, we couldn't get him on this. Let's get him on taxes. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happens like to crime mob situations. Well, we couldn't get them for uh stealing liquor and all this type of stuff let's get al capone for tax evasion yeah because this is that's what happens they find they find a way to get you and i think that's what's gonna happen in a r kelly situation he's gonna go down for something either these charges tax charges unpaid child support he's gonna something he's gonna be in jail for something i'm gonna say he's gonna be in jail for something within the next two years would that make you happy do you think it would make majority of the people happy that he's locked away? Or would it make you happy to know that R. Kelly is getting the help that he much needed? I think it's more important to be worried about the girls getting help than is that actually the criminal getting help. I don't think, and I also don't think that that would satisfy me as a person that think he did these crimes, that he's getting locked up for taxes or unpaid child support because those aren't the crimes that people care about. These aren't the crimes that 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 are affecting multiple people. Maybe the unpaid child support, yeah, that's affecting his wife and his his ex wife and his kids. But you know, some people are like, all right, well, at least he got locked up for something. It's kind of like when uh, charges are brought against police officers for killing uh, a citizen, mm-hmm. where yeah, they they got him on uh, attempted murder charges as opposed to manslaughter or whatever. Like, well, no, nah, he killed him. Yeah, well, at least he's locked away. No, nah, we want justice for that individual. So this is one of those situations. I think he's going to get locked up, and some people's eyes are going to be like, right, well, at least he's locked up for something. I think it's like that. But for me, eh, eh, I could, I could, I could care less. I could, I would rather see him locked up slash getting the help he needs just not on on the streets doing this continuously because i i do i think now he has underage girls in the cult i don't think so but i think he's manipulated watched one too many shaft movies watched (laughs) one too many black exploitation movies and now he like has a harem of girls and i mean literally living out his lyrics yeah I think that's what's happening. I think uh, people aren't 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 ready to hear 
of the, you know, I messed up, I'm sorry, I'm better yet of R. Kelly. I think uh, I think they don't even want to get there's certain people, certain topics, people just hold, hold near and dear. And I think a lot of people want to see R. Kelly go to jail. I think a lot of people want to see, you know, uh, it be more about, you know, like kind of you said, more more thoughts and prayers and, and help for the victims than the person that's done it. But for me, I think R. Kelly needs to be uh, re- wanting the help, number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that, yeah, that's the first. That, uh, yeah, that's a real good point. That That's yeah. not really uh, being shown in my eyes that he feels like he has a problem, you know, so or, or receptive to, to change. So until that happens, I, I think it would have to be a criminal thing. It would have to be a, a sit down and think about what you've done thing. But ultimately, I think doing that to someone is only going to make them have 8, 10, 15 years of aggression when they come out. You know, so. I just got one thing to say. Do you think it's their approach? They're approaching him wrong? Because I've seen an interview. It was just recently. It was a young girl and she, it was there to talk about his new album. But then she wanted to get into the other things. So do you think their approach, and that's the reason why he's not talking, is not the right person that, you know. I mean, well, we've we've seen the sit-down interviews, the one-on-ones before. And I think, you know, even then. Because you can't tell me I'm coming in for one thing and then flip the script. And now we're talking about, you know. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, talking no, about yeah. my coming in, I'm thinking I'm talking about my album. And here you are talking about these girls. like Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. That, that, that is a thing to me in just the world of entertainment. You know, they have to do all these things all the time. But. There's days I wake up and I don't want to talk to nobody. You know, leave me be. You know, I'm having one of those days. So we don't allow entertainers to have a bad day. You know, they got to always answer our questions and 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 chime into our to, to what we want them to chime into. So I think in that in that kind of setting, you know, I could see an attitude spark up a, a Kodak Black moment spark up. Where I would too. Like if yeah. I'm here to talk about exactly this particular album, and then you you flip it on me. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying you got all these people now. They want to. No, that's not what I was here for. Yeah. So you lied in your email or however you got in contact with me. Exactly. I want to talk about my album. Yep. And then and then that could cause the shutdown to where I'm not answering these questions. He got up. He walked away. Mm-hmm. But that's what an interview is. The uh, interviewer is supposed to talk about what the people want to know about. Yeah. Like they owe it to the listener to get those questions answered. But if you say that we're just going to direct, we're going to be speaking just about your album. And then, so that's what I'm thinking I'm preparing myself for, is you talking about this album. But I think it would be neglect on an interviewer's part not to bring up those things. Like, we talk about the Ebro uh, interview with Kodak Black. I would think it would be neglect if he didn't say something about the charges that Kodak Black is facing. I think it would be neglect for an interview to happen with R. Kelly, not to say, like, if Kales was here right now and we was interviewing Kales. And we don't bring up the documentary. That's neglect. That's neglecting the people that listen to this podcast. That's just total uh, a total miss. But what about that's bringing R. Kelly in? That might be you might be setting them up for something good. So okay, he he wants you. He he think that you're going to be talking about this sex tape, but you don't say anything about it. So the next time he come in, he might be more open to talk about it. Another, but that's neglect. Another thing too, though, you can get Kevin Hart like we did. You know, we had an interview. They sat down and said, "Hey, X, Y, and Z. We ain't gonna be addressing that today." You right. Know? So that that's that's a side of it too. That 
I think I would hope, you know, that if they know this subject is near and dear to a lot of people emotionally, and if that was a way of, um, you know, we're going to bring you in and talk to you not about these things, but then time about these things, you know, that I can see the, the problem there. But from the interviewer side of it, yes, that's your job. The, the people are listening to hear the questions that they want to hear. That, that, that's you everybody might not get it answer. at that time, though. Right. You might have to wait. Yeah, you might have to wait. Yeah, I mean, we might be building. But I think, I, I think if he wanted to talk about those things, if he wanted to address them, he he he's had numerous opportunities to do so over, of course, this whole career. So and if I he mean, wanted to talk about it, he wouldn't. People would listen. Yeah, Different, definitely. And and people got to start treating him like like you know, they're not they're not uh overlooking all this. You know, right. like he he still has a region. That he can wiggle through, it seems, you know, that he can get out and mingle and be for him to be out in a club on his birthday singing. Super lit. <laughs> I mean, so what should yeah. he have been doing? I, no, I, I, I'm not saying he personally. It was his have birthday. Was it the 50th, birth- yes. 50th birthday? He, he should have wanted those things, but he should have arrived at that place and got a different response from people if it's such a problem. That's, how, that's what I'm saying. But like you said, some, for some people, that ain't a problem. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I did a poll. Okay, majority of the people are rocking with R. Kelly. Um, I can pull it up. Let's see. I think it was like thirty something people. Thirty three are going to still listen to his music. Twenty two said they're done, which I don't believe. (laughs) I don't. I just think it's hard to be done with a lot. I mean, because you're punishing a lot of uh, features, a lot of uh, other artists, right? That uh, I was talking about. Everybody is so quick to judge R. Kelly. And they get skeletons in their closet. We get, like they said, we got some R. Kelly's, you know, around. Oh, yeah. Some R. Shelley's, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> right. people that you know mm-hmm. that's doing the same thing that he has done. Yeah, right. But what I think we we all need to do is remove R. Kelly and talk about Robert Kelly. Because if we were talking yes. about a Robert Kelly, I don't think anybody would be like, "Oh man, he got a problem." Mm-hmm. I think people would be like, "Man, this mama need to be locked up." It's because we're saying the name R. Kelly, we're attaching R. Kelly to Twelve Play, TP2, yeah. Fiesta Remix, uh, Believe I Can Fly, Step in the Name of Love. We're connecting R. Kelly to all these mu- musical hits and great songs and emotions that we had. First time we did this, first time we did that. Uh, we graduated to this song. We did this to this song. I met my wife. At a party and feeling on, feeling on your booty came on mm-hmm. victory. All these great things that happen because of the music is attached to R. Kelly. But if you just remove the music and remove the R. Doc Kelly and mm-hmm. just say Robert Kelly from Chicago did these things, I think it would be unanimous that people would not be saying, "Oh man, them girls was too fast." Uh, people was covering up. I think people would just be looking at. Wow, this scumbag did these things to these girls. Yeah, that that's true, and, that, and that's, that's what true. we have to do as a people. To, I've never to called him forward. Robert Kelly. I haven't either. So we look at him as Robert <laughs> Kelly, the guy from Chicago, as opposed from R. Kelly, the hit maker, producer, songwriter, all these great things that he did. I think we'd be looking at a totally different situation. I don't think there would be people saying, I'm, "Oh, I'm still rocking with him." Like if he was. Robert Kelly, the mechanic. I don't think people will be like, man, I'm still getting my muffler put on mm-hmm. at his place. I, I think they'll be going somewhere else. I think you got. But a point. I think a lot of people know Robert Kelly, the mechanic, too. 
You know what I'm saying? They, they're, they're, there's people in their towns that they know of that is a quote-unquote Robert Kelly in out here. I mean, there's people in Dayton. There's people in mm-hmm. you know every city in America that that uh, travel down that road, you know, of uh, old meeting, <laughs> <laughs> young, you know, well, what? in the basement too. <laughs> Let's hope not, at least. Well, we gonna leave it right there, man. We can go on and on and on and on. Thank about you for this getting out this morning and uh, <laughs> risking your life for the yeah. pod. Oh, well, before we go, you have a play. Yes, I do. I have a musical for kids, and it's going to be May the 11th and 12th at the Dayton Art Institute. Nice. How can <laughs> people y'all. stay in contact with you? Oh, you can hit me up on Facebook. That's Sharna Williams. Or my Instagram, that's underscore Sharna. And get all the details. It's called Little Cherry Lynn the Musical. Get nice. ready, get ready, <laughs> get ready. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We out. Peace.